Do you have family relationships that are better just because you all get along? Like a brother-in-law who married your wife's sister? Yeah, me too. Hi, my name is Ken Williams. I'm a certified life coach, a podcaster, and the favorite son-in-law of Jen and Al. Don't believe me? Just ask. And this is my podcast where I can just talk to Chris and tell him whatever I want. And if I don't like his response, well, that's because Chris is just kidding. And episode two, look at that. You didn't even have to wait a whole week. I decided, uh, first of all, I corrected my uh, music. So at the end, you'll get the outro that I should have had last night when I recorded episode one. And uh, I have a button that was mapped to the wrong audio. Corrected and done. So there you go. So, um... Welcome to your drive, Chris. I don't know. Actually, I do know what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about one thing, and that is, so I'm going to, I have a, a daily call that I get on, and right now we're reading The Power of Ted, which is what we've talked about reading kind of in our family reading group, and we just finished chapter four today. So there are a couple things that stood out to me that, <coughs> I'm going to not use my cough button. <laughs> so, I don't have a cough button. Uh, but I do have a mute button. I could use that, I guess. But a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, Marcine gets on my case because she thinks that um, these calls are focused on her and what she's going through right now, which is not true. It, it, they're focused on um, life and what we're all going through right now. So there were a couple of things that came up that I just wanted to comment on. Number one, forgiveness. Not that anybody has anything ever that they need to forgive anybody else about, but he, the thing that has been interesting for me to think about is how do you forgive? What is the experience? Because a lot of times I think my personal experience is I'm waiting for somebody to do something before I can forgive. I'm waiting for them to either feel something or to do something or for something to be done to them. Um, so we have... Uh, situation. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's something going on in the family, in my family anyways. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And um, there's, prob- there's probably some forgiveness that, that needs to happen. And if I, can, I can see that there's probably some forgiveness on multiple sides. Here's my take. <laughs> it's a good thing nobody's listening to this except for you and maybe Cindy because I did share this with her. And the thing that is a challenge for me is I'm trying to figure out how do I forgive? So one of the things that, that David, the, who's the coach on this these morning calls, he said, it's not the thing that we hold on to, it's the story. So I'm, I'm thinking about the situation that I'm in the middle of. And really, I'm not, I personally am not super in the middle of it. I'm an observer. And if you're aware of the same circumstance that I'm aware of, then you may be in the same boat. You may be an observer of the situation more than you are in the middle of it. So this would be a great conversation. Why don't you start a podcast and we could just have a, a back back, to, uh, back and forth conversation, you and me, just chatting, podcast to podcast. How do I 
uh, let go of the thing that I need to forgive. And the thing that David said in the call this morning is it's not the thing that we hold on to. He gave the the examples of if if I gave you a hot coal, put it in your hand, would you wonder how do I let go of this or would you just let go of it? And of course, I would just let go of it. But he said, it's not the thing that we'd hold on to as a story. So what is the story in this um, very messy situation? What is the story that I'm holding on to? And I'll tell you, one of the things that I have held on to is, um, well, before I tell you that, I'm going to skip down in my notes because something else that he said was, he talked about victims. We're talking about victim orientation, victim mentality, and victims don't like to be vulnerable. I know you don't like to be vulnerable either. So we won't spend any more time on that. But the third thing that he said is that most people, and I'm going to go back and listen to the call because I think it, uh, I may have gotten it down not completely correctly. But the way that I wrote down what I heard was most people have the intense need to be right, or at least the need not to be wrong. So I'm thinking about me. Yes, of course, I have the intense need to be right. I need, and not only um, for me, I need other people to know that I'm right in this situation. I need other people to know that the story that they are hearing from other people is wrong. Therefore, I need them to know that I'm right. And and I caught that, I think, the first time um, there was a family event uh, a few weeks ago where somebody came up to me and made a comment about um, participation that her husband had in a different event where people who have a different opinion of, of circumstances than what I have were gathering. Is that big enough? Or is it clear enough for you to know, to know what I'm talking about? Um, and I thought, so this person that I have a, a great deal of respect for was associating with people that are that have a different opinion about facts than I have. And my first instinct was, I've got to reach out to him and find out what is what has he been told, what is, what does he believe, and I need to correct the story. I need him to understand what's right. And when I caught that, I thought, why? Why do I, why is it so important to me that he know my side of the story? And <laughs> that is a really hard thing to let go of. Of course, my side is right. But the, uh, the need to be right, that's, that's such an interesting idea. If if the game that we're playing, and I'm just going to call it a game for now, if the game that we're playing is we all need to be right, or we all have this intense need to be right, somebody's not right. Somebody's wrong. And why does it, why does that matter? Because I'm putting the story, and I'm just talking through this as I'm talking. So who knows? Maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll have something that's insightful. Maybe it'll be just a bunch of hooey. But the thing that is interesting to me maybe, as I'm processing this in my own head right now, is uh, why is it why is it so important to me that other people know that I'm right? It doesn't and and in my and in this case, we're talking about the thing that I'm right about 
it feels like I'm protecting somebody who doesn't need to be protected. And it's, it's a deep, it's a fierce level of protection that doesn't mean anything. It's point. It's, it's, I was going to say it's meaningless. I don't think it's meaningless, but I think it's pointless. I think my, my efforts to protect somebody who does not need my protection, that's wasted energy. And, um, if I just let that go, if I, if I, so here's my question for you. Think about this and maybe we can talk about it at some point when you do your rebuttal podcast, (laughs) we can, we can have some discussion about what, what does it mean? How does it feel? What is the process? What, what does it mean about me? Here's my, this, this would be my, my question. What is about, what does it mean about me? If I decide that it's not important to me that you know that I'm right. I had this at, at work where I, I believed that my boss believed incorrect things about me. I believe that the things that he said about me were not correct, that the reputation that he was building f- about me were not valid. And that was painful until I realized that I can't control. I can't control anybody else's uh, story about me or anybody else's experience of me. And so as soon as I let that go, that uh, as soon as I decided that it was okay for him to be wrong about me, then I felt a lot better about the situation. I still quit the job, but um, in this other situation, I'm just, I'm just thinking through this. Thanks for listening while I'm thinking through it. Um, what if it's okay for the other side, the people that I disagree with or who disagree with me, however you want to look at it, what if I decide that it's okay for them to just be wrong and I don't have to fix that, I don't have to fix the uh, drama that, that, that they're leaving in their wake, I don't have to fix the what I consider to be um, misconceptions or the incorrect ideas that they're spreading. Um, if I just take that responsibility off, it takes some effort. I'm as I'm thinking through this, it's not, it's not a natural thing for me, but maybe that's, maybe that's where I'm going to find some peace. Maybe that's where I'm going to find some forgiveness that, um, I'm okay with them going through their process, which is going to look different than what my process is. And their experience is going to be different than mine. I heard something yesterday that uh, said that we, we tend to think that there's one world and um, that's not true. There are billions of worlds because there are billion, billions of people who are seeing the world in their own unique ways. There's no, there are no two people that have the same experience of anything because everything that we see is filtered through our, our own experience, our own perception, our own belief system, et cetera. So there you go. Um, I've rambled enough. I think that's time to, to wrap up this, uh, episode number two. I don't know how often I'm going to put this uh, out there. I just know that you have a commute and I'm just trying to entertain you, um, as you drive back and forth to work. 
who knows? Maybe one of these days I'll come up and visit. We can actually have an in-person conversation. Um, but then I won't have anything to record. So we'll see what happens. If you're not Chris or Cindy, <laughs> thanks for listening. Even if you are Chris, thanks for listening. And maybe I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, Chris. And you know I'm right about almost everything. You might as well admit it. For anyone else who stumbled upon this personal conversation, and you could use my help, and you know you could, visit my website, kenwilliamscoaching.com, to get my Bad Boss Survival Guide. Until next time, good night.